we as humans tend to complicate everything. Yes. You know, it's like, um, and yes, of course, nutrition, we are what we eat, what our food eats, what it's sprayed with, what it's not genetically tampered with. Um, but that's not it. That's only 50% of it. The other 50% is what we think. I didn't know that at the time yet, but that's how it is. That's literally uh, um, how it is. So, yeah, that uh, evolved. And um, about six weeks later, I was on an alkaline vegan diet. And um, ever since, up to today, um, I still try and optimize my diet on a daily basis. If ever I read something that I think, wow, that could be, that could work, or I try it out or or whatever, um, I do. So, um, yeah, that's that was basically the first step. You know, there's this, this, this statistic. Uh, they say only 5 to 10% um, of all cancer-related illnesses on the planet today are genetically inherited. That means 90 to 95% are contributed to our lifestyle. And awesome. nutrition and toxic overload are the top two culprits. Welcome to the Chai Chat Podcast. Solutions for empowered living. Engaging, educating, empowering. Each week, your host, Tarun Puri, author of Finding the Guru Within, and Steve Harvey, mindset mentor to A-list celebrities and stars, bring a combined expertise of over six decades in mentoring, coaching, and inspiring positive solutions to the negatives which keep us stuck and unhappy. With a focus on solutions versus problems, in each episode, they discuss topics relevant to the human condition, which challenge us from moving forward into positive growth and ultimate freedom. Through stream-of-consciousness unscripted dialogue and inquiry, they provide practical, deep, and actionable insights to support you in creating and living a happy, successful, fulfilled life. Join us each week and learn how to access your own inner GPS, your guru positioning system, which comes preset with all the solutions you need for empowered living. Living a life of ease versus effort is only a thought away. Let us show you what works and what doesn't. Hello and welcome to Chai Chat, the podcast. I am Tarun Puri. And I'm Steve Harvey. And today we're on episode 12 of our 12th series podcast that we had begun with the word reset. And today's word is renewal. So friends, if uh, you've been following along, you know that uh, uh, we have launched this podcast and we had decided to do it as a series of 12 uh, called From Reset to Renewal. And our intention was really to address the whole idea of the Great Reset that we've heard so much about, Steve, in the last couple of years and put it into a positive light. Because truly for me, and I know for you, Steve, and many of our friends, it has been such a gift. <laughs> that absolutely right the, the opportunities that have arisen uh, for us to become more aware more present more conscious of our i want to say the environment out there starting with an e and our environment that starts with an i you know how i love to play with words right so yeah. uh, i thought that i was a pretty aware cool cat out there just kind of really knew it all was really aware and my gosh the last two years have shown me You've got a ways to go, Tarun. 
little ways. So the Great Reset has been a wonderful way to explore the idea of a reset. And of course, we couple that with the title of my book that I just um, published called Finding the Guru Within, because you and I are very much on the same page that change or even life is the journey that is best lived from the inside out. And I love what you always say, right? But only 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an inside job, but only 100% of the time. I love that because, yeah. you know, and so in this, in this series, we were, we were attempting uh, to weave that thread uh, and bring all the topics that we covered back uh, to that recognition and the realization or the base awareness that as much as we have attempted to affect permanent, enduring, positive change and growth in our lives, uh, we every time we've tried to do it from the outside in, uh, we have essentially not been, let's say, nearly as successful or fulfilled. Grab your chai now because you're not going to want to... Um, you know, jump out when we're having this uh, this uh, chat. And I'm going to ask uh, Steve for today's episode is called The Gift of Renewal, Getting Past the Past. So, yeah, and uh, what Steve. better, yes, um, <laughs> what better way to wrap up the first 12 episodes than, than this one, Getting Past the Past. Um, I was very fortunate to be, to meet, our next guest uh, in person in London, England, uh, about three or four years ago. And you know how you meet some people in your life and they just leave an indelible mark uh, in your heart. Uh, and Johan and his lovely wife, um, Rafaela, uh, they had that effect on me. Um, it was just a wonderful, wonderful, uplifting experience uh, for me and my wife after meeting them in London. And um, We've kept in touch ever since. Uh, and so when we were looking at who could we bring on as a guest to really um, talk about this uh, getting past the past and the gift of renewal, then someone who's actually walked to talk, so to speak, they've, uh, they've really experienced um, this journey, you know, from reset to renewal. And so today's guest is none other than Johan Ilgenfritz. Uh, he was a, a, a master photographer, a fashion photographer in Germany uh, for 20 years in Hamburg and in London. But then his life changed drastically in 2011 when he had a heart attack. And then six months later, as if that wasn't enough, uh, six months later, he was diagnosed with cancer. And after an unsuccessful radiotherapy, he was left to find other survival options, which he did. And during this research, he turned to the internet, as do many of us when we're looking for solutions to our, our challenges. And he realized that there was not one central point where you could turn to to get uh, the proper health information, regardless of what your health issues were. So he decided on creating just a platform to do that. And six weeks later, he launched the beta version of UK Health Radio, mm -hmm. all the while still fighting cancer at the same time. And through nutritional and lifestyle changes, he was, thank God, 
He was finally able to beat cancer. And since then, he has been named the curator of health expertise by the press. And his mantra is, good health is a choice. He went from believing that cancer was a cause of his illness to realizing that cancer was only a symptom of an already sick body. He knew if he could change the cause, he would change the effect. And Johann is really careful to say, this does not mean taking your health into your own hands, but to be part of the process. And I think this is really important, to be part of the <laughs> process of attaining and or keeping your health freedom. It's all about being informed, being empowered, and being healthy. And UK Health Radio has the most in-depth information on a wide range of health and wellness topics available anywhere today. And so it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Johan Ilgenfritz to our show today. Johan is also the winner uh, of the Holistic Therapist Business Awards in 2017 and the Best You Awards in the category of Best Up-and-Coming Inspirational Influencer 2018. And so I just know that our listeners out there today are really going to be influenced uh, and inspired, inspired. Uh, by what Johanna has to share with his, uh, his journey. So Johanna, without any further ado, welcome. Hi. Hello. It's such a, such a privilege to be here with, um, with yourselves today. Thank you so much, Tarun. Wonderful to see you, Steve. Lovely to see you. So I wonder if you could begin by going right back to the beginning, uh, Johan, and you know, just speaking a little bit about, first of all, what that was like uh, to be given that you know, diagnosis, the big C, uh, and then you know how you could how you dealt with that uh, and how you went about trying to find solutions you know for your your challenges um Steve yeah it was um I actually look at it as two diagnoses um, purely from from my point of view it's it's actually quite important um the first diagnosis, um, put me into such a frenzy. It's all I could call it. I have to admit um, that I just blindly stumbled into radiotherapy and um, and just as you mentioned before, being part of of the process. I was so not part of that process. Um, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I I had no duties. Nobody told me to do anything. Nobody said to me exercise or don't exercise. Nobody said eat properly or or eat this or take this supplement or you know there was absolutely no support um and and of course my state of mind was all over the place I, as i said i i literally was in a in um in a very bad place at that stage it was um actually um probably the worst time of my life because it um I'd never felt so unempowered before. I'd never felt, mm. and I, it, 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 it's really difficult to to put it in words. But it's um, I really felt at sea completely, you know. So, um, and and as I said, that that 
almost lack of 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 guidance of um, what to do, where to go, was really an awful place to be. It really was. So um, there was this expected passive passiveness from um, the medical side towards me. The, the, literally, the only thing I had to do was be there for the um, uh, for the for the treatment. That was my that was my only um, duty I had. Uh, it it passed. Uh, the radiotherapy did work. I was cancer free for um, about five months. And actually, during my first post cancer screenings and everything, uh, they. Uh, my oncologist sat me down and said to me, Johan, um, unfortunately, I have some bad news. The cancer has returned with a vengeance, and it l- had literally spread everywhere. But due to contrary belief, the second diagnosis, I was in the right place. I was in a total different place to where I was the first time. I think, I think... And now I look back at not as the first diagnosis and what I went through being a catastrophe. It was a preparation for the second diagnosis. Mm. Um, I, rem- I, I mean, I can still hear it sitting in my oncologist's office and she telling me, Johan, you have a maximum of 12 months. We're so sorry. We, we have nothing left to do for you, et cetera, et cetera. And I can hear a voice in the back of my head, my voice in the back of my head screaming at me. It's not going to happen. All you have to do, you, you've, you've gone through one um, treatment thing. You know, the, all you have to do is you have to go and find another way to do this. You know, that's, um, and it, it, it was, that was actually the beginning of what, for me, the beginning of a new life there in that room that day after just receiving such a terrible thing, um, information and diagnosis um, was actually the beginning um, of, of a new life, which, <laughs> which you mentioned earlier. Um, I, um, I used to be a fashion photographer, loved it, absolutely adored it. Um, and then this came about and... Um, you know, a lot of people look at me and they say, "Oh, you poor thing." And I go, "No, nothing like that. It's, 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 it's a, it's a life opportunity. Life has given me a new opportunity." And my favorite quote from Mark Twain is, um, "The two important days in every person's life, and the one is the one you, the, the day you're born, and the second one is the day you find out why." And that was the beginning of me finding out why I didn't know yet at that time, but that was basically the beginning of me finding out why um, I am on this beautiful planet of ours. So every crisis has a blessing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, that was, um, I now look at crises or things that happen to you in a very very different way but i'm talking about quite a few years ago so that but but still that that initial um happening to where to 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 where I've, I'm, i am today happened that day in the oncology in the oncology uh hospital you know in the in my oncologist's 
um, office, and and it was just it was it was actually invigorating almost. I mean, I mm. I was scared silly, of course, because I went home and I sat down, made the biggest mistake of my life by not telling uh, my family about the second diagnosis about oh, the. Boy. Um, being, um, you know, terminal cancer. Um, I thought I, I didn't know how to do it, and and the longer it took, the more involved and the more difficult it became. So it made a huge mistake there. But but still, I, I went home, I sat down, and I thought to myself, okay, so um, first option didn't work. Now find other options. But I had no idea where. And, and and what did I do? I I went there where everybody says you shouldn't go, Google. to the internet. <laughs> where else? You know? They always say Doctor Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Doctor Google is dangerous, but somehow I got through it as well. You know, it um, it's that I I just started researching and started looking and and um, reading. Wow, I. I don't think I've ever read so much in my life as as those first six, seven months. And, well, it um, sounds like you were guided, like that that voice in your head that spoke in the office yeah. was there with you if you were open to it. And it sounds to me that it guided you through the uh, the madness of the internet world too, because obviously there's everything for the choosing. Definitely. There was definitely a mind shift in... in a beginning of a mind shift. I mean, we all know mind shifts don't happen like in the movies. It's not a, <laughs> yeah. a, a drop of a pin and, and everything is fine. But it was definitely that beginning. You mentioned it, Steve, in the beginning. I went from believing, honestly believing, that cancer was the cause of my illness, you know, to realizing it was a symptom of me making my body sick. Cause and effect, yeah. natural law. You change the cause, you will change the effect. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's nothing even more scientific than that, than a natural law, you know? So, and the other so, thing uh, that... Sorry. Yeah, your lifestyle at the time, do you think that was, you know, a sick lifestyle you were li living? At that stage, for me, um, I'm a great believer in, in personalized medicine because none of us are the same. And... Yeah different things have different effects on all of us. Um, but most definitely that uh, my lifestyle at that point was what was making me ill. Um, time pressure. Afterwards, I, I, I went into, I really went into stress, looking at stress, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and really realized that the time pressure was, was probably my biggest, um, poison at that stage because um, as a photographer you are always under the gun you are always being pushed um, productions cost a fortune so if if you can do it in eight days instead of 10 or 12 it saves everybody money so um, it, and the pressure of of being on location and it not working <laughs> and coming back with nothing to show for um, a really expensive production, um, I think, really got me in the end. I think that was one of the things. And, of course, my lifestyle. I was, I, I was up until 3, 4 every morning um, yeah. 
and you know what it's like in a studio you eat when you can you order stuff in it's just all it's just all wrong everything about the whole lifestyle is wrong yeah it's um it's um it definitely caused uh what happened to me i'm one well as i said good health is a choice and i and i know that's a that's a really really risky thing to say but in my case um, good health really was a choice because when I changed my lifestyle, my health changed. And so, I'd be interesting to know, you know, when you said that your life was, you're living a life on this time schedule of needing to accomplish things in a given set period of time. Uh, did that play spill over though into your healing journey when the doctors told you you had 12 months to live? I think so. I think it, it played a, I think it played quite an important part because I was still in that on that vibration, if I could call it that, mm-hmm. for want of a better word. Um, I spent most nights reading. I, I I've always managed to survive on very little sleep. At that stage it was even more. I now try and sleep more purposefully, but I still sleep about a, about half to what any other person sleeps um, at nights. I sleep three to four hours a night, and for me, that's a lot. <laughs> um, oh, my. Don't we have somebody for him to meet soon, hey, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Our wonder yeah. sleep expert. She's amazing. Yeah. We're learning so much. Yeah. I, we didn't realize there was that much to sleep, like the science yeah. of sleep, and she's oh. got some great insights, so we'll make sure we, we connect up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I spent nights reading, and it was one during one of these nights. This was about seven months. I, I joke, I say into my allotted twelve. Um, yeah. It was about seven months into my uh, my twelve months. Um, really not well at this stage anymore. Just as an example, it it took me twenty minutes to walk up three flights of stairs. That's the state. Wow of my health, what my health was at that stage. One of my neighbors said, um, I was that funny gray color already, you know, before people transition, they go gray. He said, he thought that, you know, that was it. It was all over. We have a saying in Scotland, you look like death warmed up. Absolutely. Well, I sure as hell did. I really did. Yeah. And uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. This is a, this is one of the best, one of the best moments of my life, I read a, a sentence by a, a Dr. Warburg. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a German uh, biochemist. Nobel, Nobel Correct, Prize. yes. He, he actually yeah. won a Nobel Prize for, for this discovery that I then purely, through, through who knows what, uh, read. And it, it, it basically reads, um, Cancer cannot survive in an oxygenated alkaline cellular environment. And when I read it, uh, Stephen Tyrone, it was unreal. When I read it, it was as if I was in a in a football stadium and at night and all the floodlights went on. Uh It was like the sun came up because that second I knew I had found a way not to die. Wow. It was, I, I actually woke Rafaela, it was two o'clock in the morning, and I actually woke her with exactly those words, Rafaela, wake up, I know how not to die. And it, and, um, and it literally, it was so inspiring for both of us that morning 
we started researching this. We sat down both at our at our um, separate computers and we just started Googling. Um, well, I mean, lifestyle, first of all. And then the first thing we stumbled across was nutrition. We all know that mm-hmm. nutrition isn't the beginning and end all of it, but it's a hell of a place to start, I promise you. Yeah. Um, and and we just started. We had no idea and we had nobody to ask, so we just, it was trial and error. We started, I became a, a, um, a vegetarian literally overnight. Um, we downloaded alkaline charts of the internet, of which there are hundreds of thousands, um, of which I, there's one I still use, and for everybody listening, some of those charts, um, you need a degree in computer science to work out. <laughs> look for the easiest, look for the simplest one, download it, print it out, put it on your fridge, and live by it. It's amazing. Um, great advice, great advice. Yeah. We can make really, it simple, people will do it, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. you know, we we as humans tend to complicate everything. Yes. You know, it's like um and yes, of course, nutrition. We are what we eat, what our food eats, what it's sprayed with, what it's not genetically tampered with. Um but that's not it. That's only fifty percent of it. The other fifty percent is what we think. I didn't know that at the time yet. But that's how it is. That's literally uh, um, how it is. So, yeah, that uh, evolved. And um, about six weeks later, I was on an alkaline vegan diet. And um, ever since, up to today, um, I still try and optimize my diet on a daily basis. If ever I read something that I think, wow, that could be, that could work, or I try it out or or whatever, um, I do. So, um, yeah, that's, that was basically the first step. You know, there's a, st- a st- statistic. Uh, they say only 5 to 10% um, of all cancer-related illnesses on the planet today are genetically inherited. That means 90 to 95% are contributed to our lifestyle. And that's nutrition that. and toxic overload are the top two culprits. Mm. Those are the top two um, culprits, because that's what they are, um, that are killing so many people um, today. Uh, Yeah, the 50%. The other 50% is what we think. And... um, But that came with time. We, 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 in the beginning, we concentrated on, on the nutrition side of things first. So... Well, when you're looking at detoxing in terms, if you look at it in a practical manner, obviously at the symptomatic level, you want to detox the body, yeah. the, the vehicle that you occupy in order for it to be able to function so that it can allow you to think clearly, right? Yes. And in that process, right, then you go into, well, where has my thinking been toxic? And then we go into the emotional body and we start to look at, so how have I been treating myself, yeah. you know, um, uh, and, and, and how have I felt about me? And what may need to change in order for me to, because earlier you said, well, yeah, I, uh, you know, something about surviving. And I thought, well, yes, we need to survive. So obviously the front line is the body, but how do we go from survivor to thriver? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's yeah, so, so many think, people. Yeah. Right. That's so the energy of renewal. Yeah. yeah. So many people are doing that physical detox, as you say, Tarun, but 
um, we're not doing the mental emotional detox, the you know, the mental cleanse. Um, and I think, you know, if you could speak a little bit more about that, Johan, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting about how you went about detoxifying those mentally emotional toxins, if yeah. you like. The relationship with yourself, how did that shift? And what, how would you, if you look, as you look back now, yeah. uh, what could you tell us that was different? I, I think, um, I think the, the first realization from my point of view was um, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I realized that, that if I keep on thinking I've got to give up something, I've got to give up meat, I've got to give up drinking alcohol, I've got to give up eating cheese, um, that wasn't helping me. So mm-hmm. I thought to myself, how, how do I get through this? And then I... I, I I started not seeing it as giving up. I started seeing it as making space for something new. And I have to... You have to take the old car out of the garage to put the new one in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and that was the first... That was, that, was the, that was another mind, you know, mind shift in the, in the correct direction. I wasn't seeing things negatively anymore uh, because it was a huge change. I literally... <laughs> Wow, if you, I was 46, 40, 47 at that stage. Um, I had this lifestyle that I literally had to take and turn it 180 degrees on its head mm-hmm. and do everything new. And it wasn't easy. Nobody, nobody can imagine that it's easy. And I'm not going to um, tell stories that it was. It wasn't. But um, it was that mind shift that not giving anything up but just making that space for new things to come in and I, and and it's it's been such a vehicle for me during the years um keep to keep on reminding yourself of that you know and keep it um, top of mind um, it's really it's really helped me tremendously well it's interesting um you know as when i'm listening to this i i get okay i'm Confessing publicly, I get little voices in my head. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Steve's like, yeah, okay. And this voice just said to me, you know what's happened to Rune? And it's a really fun play on words because he went from being scared. We take the A and the C and we switch it. What he did was instead of being scared, he reframed it to creating a sacred space. Awesome. Rather than running sacrifice. Mm-hmm. See, you're giving up. You, you, you took yeah. the energy away from this is a sacrifice. Yeah. And you created a sacred space. In other words, you opened to the sacred to come in, which is based in love. Whereas if you take the A and the C, I hope I've got this right because this voice is telling me, but I haven't cross-checked it in my legal mind. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. okay. But you switch that around. And if you had stayed in the scared space, Right then you would have been a fear-based, which is totally acidic and not alkaline. So no matter how much perfect mana from the Himalayas you were ingesting, if you were running that whole program of fear and 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 being scared and scarce and you know, then guess what? Doesn't matter how alkaline and blessed the food is. Is that does that describe I'm getting a sense of your journey there where you turned the from scared to sacred? 
Oh, absolutely. It, 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 and, and then on top of that, about six weeks into this journey, I had a physical um, revelation. I had a, I, I tried to explain it in this manner, um, I, that for most people, it was probably nothing more than a two-foot swell. But for me, it was like I was surfing a tsunami. Wow. I had an energy. Um, wow. I, I, whatever you want to call it, hit me about six weeks into this that really solidified that I was doing the right thing. I mean, it took two and a half years to get rid of everything. So not, not a quick fix, not even close. Um, but together with that, um, Tarun, what you've just explained, that leaving the fear base, um, together with that, still having that physical sensation on top of it, um, it was a done deal for me. I, I knew that this is, this is the way to go. And then still on top of it, I had the idea for UK Health Radio, which was another fuel, um, which was, was even more energy coming into me, where, where people in, in my position at that stage of, of cancer, and another, and please, please don't let me forget this, um, the way I look at cancer, I have to, it's so, so vitally important for everybody listening. Um, but I just wanted to finish this. It was, it was a, 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 a further energy field supporting my direction. So I was really lucky and I, and I, and I'm very grateful for that as well, for that, that physical, uh, input as well that came through, um, it, it's it's it it wasn't all hunky dory from then onwards either, but it that never left my mind. It, that feeling I had, that feeling of of now you are part of the process. Whatever you are doing, because I am doing it, I am part of my health process. That never left me, no matter how many ups and downs we went through. So there so was an internal validation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, an internal validation and empowerment. Yeah. For a moment, you connected to the source of all that is, and and wow, you felt the power that's available to you. Yeah, but definitely. I think it was also, also interesting. I think it was also I, interesting how you made that reframe. You know, letting go of something versus letting go to the solutions. Mm. You know, that mm. mindset shift I think was so so uh, important on this journey. Yeah. And I still have it. I, I still, and I don't call it tapping into it because then it would mean that I have control over it. It's not that mm -hmm. at all. But I still receive that energy almost on a daily basis. Uh. When, but sometimes I catch myself not allowing it. Doesn't happen that often anymore, yeah. but quite often I. Change, change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change. I still remind myself of that so often um, and just let it in, just use it, enjoy it, thrive in it and be grateful for it. It, it, it is, speaks so much, Steve. Remember, um, and I know I spoke at it, uh, to it in one of the episodes and I've written about it in the book. I have the three A's. It starts with awareness. And so the awareness, the light of awareness surfaced 
what needed looking at. Once we have awareness, because without it, it doesn't matter what else you have. Without awareness, uh, there's nothing. Yeah, so yeah. stories ended already. But with the awareness, there's an opening. And the next A is attitude. And what you're telling me is that you reframed and re, you know, you 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 looked at your attitudes, your thinking, right? And guess what? The third A is alignment. And what I'm hearing here is that through awareness and a, a and an attitude that got reset or or 180 or however you want to look at it, you change your thinking, you created an alignment. And when there's alignment, there's flow. And flow is another word for health and well-being. I mean, um, Steve mentioned that in the beginning as well. I have a thing that that I say to myself: if you don't go within, you will go without. Yeah, I think it. that aligns really beautifully with what you mentioned in the beginning, also, yes. um, Tyrone. Um, yes. I I physically do that. I sit down purposefully, do that on a daily basis. Um, I go within to see what is all there so that I don't go without anything. It's really important it's, um, to me. So, Johan, you mentioned that not to let you forget to talk about the way you look at cancer. <laughs> yeah. The, there was one thing that really, really worried me right from the first diagnosis already is everybody always referred to it as your cancer. Ah. <laughs> your cancer. Ah. Yeah, your cancer Beautiful. And it really worried me. And in the beginning, I also referred to it as my cancer. I don't anymore and haven't for a long time. I, you, it, it's the, if you refer to it as your cancer, you own it. Exactly. We just had, had that conversation, conversation last, last night. night. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what we're laughing. laughing. Exactly yeah, that conversation. It's like, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a, a mutual friend who had been in a very serious car accident. And I was sitting, we were, we were at a little dinner party and uh, and I was talking to him and he, several times he referred to my accident. And I, I said, you know, let me give you a little piece of advice. Yeah. You can refer to it as the accident, but don't refer to it as my accident. Your accident. You know, and it's you hear that accident. so many times with yes. people, you know, my fibromyalgia, my diabetes, my cancer, you know, and I think, would you say that's one of the missing pieces of the puzzle, Johan, in the traditional approach to treating cancer, is that that is not addressed enough? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, even today, I write a lot as well. Um, okay. In my daily work, I never, I restructure sentences not to put the word cancer in the beginning so that I can write it with a capital C. Mm. So that I don't, you know, wow. so that I write to the, and sometimes I even write it with a K just to show my disrespect. Love it. Good. It's just, it's, it's so, so, so important, Steve. It's, um, I mean, the doctors say to you, it's your cancer. Yeah. You know, it, th that's where it starts already, you know, and it's, um, it's, for some reason, it worried me right from the beginning, and um, I, but I stopped doing that very, very, very soon, and um, I help a lot of people that are going through cancer at the moment, and I just want to say this, I'm not a health professional, so 
I'm not giving advice. I'm not telling anybody what to do. And I don't when I help people that are going through cancer either. All I do is I tell them my story. But that's the first thing I say to people is never, ever refer to it as yours. Because you don't want it. It's going to kill you if you own it. Get rid of that immediately. Yeah. The word itself becomes so charged. I mean, I think we almost need to do a show on the cancer of cancer. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, Because the mind is so powerful that the minute I hear the word, immediately the stories about all the people, the little people, the big people, the billboards, the devastation, all of that immediately begins to run in, in the mind. And I start to load the program. Oh, well, that's going to be me. Oh, I remember uncle so-and-so. Like, and so immediately the mind is that powerful and it doesn't mediate. It just goes, oh, you want that experience? Um, okay, here you go. It doesn't say you're overreacting, being a bit of a drama queen. You know, it's going, um, no problem. That's why the ancients and ever since have said, be very careful what you think because the minute you've thought it, you have no control. It's gone. It's done. And depending on the energy and the power behind that thought, will will determine how powerfully it will manifest. And so by reigning in that and, you know, in the other studies, which we won't get into today, another topic definitely around this whole topic, cancer and other diseases, we don't even use the word. We always say, let's talk about the symptoms rather than the label. Yeah. And from there, let's try to understand the program that's running. So I can say, well, Johan, you're running a program with the symptoms that your skin peels or your ears ring, or right? And then I can uh, reverse engineer it to see what may be happening in your psychobiology, <laughs> physically, mentally, emotionally. And then let's see what you can change from inside in order to bring yourself back into alignment. We don't give energy, again, to the label. Yeah. So, and you're a living example, if I can use a word, you're a living example of that very thinking. We can philosophize about this. Isn't it great if, you know, but when you're low, your energy is low and, and you have barely enough energy to go up a flight of stairs, like you said, and yet you're expected to adopt a different thinking. And I can't help but think when you said UK Health Radio, uh, how, how look, I mean, your energy was going into making up a flight of stairs, and you're telling me in the middle of that was the birth of this huge idea. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, I'm curious. <laughs> it, it's, uh, um, it was actually um, a bit of creativity that re really helped me as well. Um, I was, in those seven months before I read the, the Dr. Warburg quote, um, was really a very, very, very dark time and I I was in a really dark place with literally hundreds hundreds of pieces of printed out papers flying all over the house with information on it and and everything I read was you are going to die it is going to be painful um, and you're probably going to die as soon as possible that's <laughs> literally how dark it was literally everything and I I, I kept on saying to Rafaela but it's taking me seven months to get here. There must be a place somewhere where people like me can just go and within 
a day or two, or even if it's a week or or two weeks, find what took me seven months to find. Wow. And 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 that was basically the beginning of it. I my mind a photographer, it works in images. And um it's actually really interesting because people often say to me, why radio? And I agree, why radio? I've never had anything to do with radio. or But for me, radio was always a very personal medium. And if you do radio correctly, the person listening can feel as if to them. the voice coming through the radio is speaking only to him or her. That's right. Absolutely. It's so powerful. And the other reason was is um, that... The local radio station in Hamburg, I have, I have to translate this, of course, so it's not quite as good as it is in German, but the local radio station had a, a slogan that translates it basically says, radio goes in your ears and the message stays in your head. Radio wow. gets ins Ohr und bleibt im Kopf. And that, and and somehow there was a music radio station. It had nothing to do with health or anything, but somehow that really resi- the image came up of of this yeah. of me sitting there with the stuff going in and the information staying in the head, kind of thing. And and that's why radio. That's radio. I still I still remember phoning um, and speaking with my 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 agent, my photographic agent, who was here in London at the time, and um, asking him if he knew anybody in radio, because I had no idea, none, none whatsoever, you know, of radio. It was, and that's just how it started. And during um, my, my journey, I contacted um, Robert Scott Bell. He's a homeopath in the, the United States. Really, really well, amazing man. He's been, he's been doing a show for probably about 25 years now. Um, that I stumbled across as well during my my search. And I wrote to Robert, and Robert actually answered me personally. And um, when I got this idea for the radio, not in the beginning, of course, but once it started materializing in my head, if I could call it that, um, I mentioned it to him, and Robert said to me, I'll give you my show. And it was like, I thought, okay, <laughs> the universe at work again. You know, here we go. I have no content. I have an idea for a radio station. Now I have content. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, luckily, it was a, he does a daily show. It's a two-hour daily show that he does. And luckily for that, because when once we started UK Health Radio, Steve, you mentioned in the beginning, within six weeks, um, I like telling the story because it, we built a website that I called the Wonder website because I wondered why the hell it was working, how we had managed <laughs> to get it to work. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. and, and for the first, for the beta, in the beta time, for the first um, three months, we had two listeners and I was the one and, and I wife, can promise yeah. you that the other was the other one. <laughs> now that is a supportive relationship. Yeah. Wow. She, she, she's never admitted it, not even today. No, she's never <laughs> said, yes, it was me. But 
I know it was her, you know. So, <laughs> See, there's hope for our show, Steve, okay? There's hope for <laughs> yeah. our show. We make all our families and friends listen. We make them. Yeah. And then we ask them, so what did you hear? And we give them tests, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, and, and that, once again, as I mentioned before, that was another energy boost, another, wow, I'd, I've actually got a radio station, even if it was one show running 24 hours a day. And nothing else, you know. And today, um, today, can you give me an idea of the scale, please? Yes, today we have 1.25 million listeners worldwide. Wow. Um, wow. We have 42 presenters doing 42 shows. We have a health magazine called Health Triangle Magazine. That's uh, it's only digital, but we've just published now. Um, three days ago, we published issue 98. And it's a 70 page. I always I always get people always accuse me of trying to turn it into a fashion magazine. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh not. why not? It's because it looks like it. You know, a lot of the a lot of the um, the health and and uh, medical magazines are very sterile. They're very um, I call them aluminium-y because it's, yeah. they all look. You know, this is the exact opposite. It's colorful. It's it's happy. It's positive. Uh, it looks like a fashion magazine, but yeah. inside is only health, nothing else. There's, there's, you know, there's no. Um, we we have um, a uh, um, a section on books and stuff like that, and we have a poetry corner because our our editor is such a such an amazing writer himself. But other than that, it's only health. So yeah. Um, we've managed to create. I've managed to create that something that's really exciting to look at and not austere and cold and and steely, aluminium kind. Of, it's warm. Kind of it's warm. It, you, you can feel the heart. You can feel right. You want the heart to engage and go. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's inviting. It is. Yeah. So yeah, that's Yuka Health Radio. Is um, it's just become such a such an amazing source for, and exactly what I wanted. I wanted a place where, on UK Health Radio, we don't tell people what to do. We mm. source the best, and as far as we can tell, true information possible, and we deliver it to the people in a very, very, very positive manner. Excellent. And what we do do, and and really purposefully is we try and get people to become part of the process of their health freedom. That we do. We tell people uh, in no uncertain terms to do that. So the information is there, and it's not only, and a lot of people look at, at, at my journey and they think, okay, so it's only natural health or it's not. Um, it's natural health, it's mainstream health, it's integrative health. Um, it's everything. I, I could literally say that m sometimes more than half of what's airing on UK Health Radio, I don't necessarily agree with. But it's not mm -hmm. my place to, to withhold information that might help other people. So uh, I, I find that really, really, really important. That's why I, I really struggle with censorship because who are we, who am I to censor, to not offer information 
two people. Who who gives me the right to do that? So I, I have a bit of a, an, an issue with that, with censorship. So, um, but I think that is also the reason our the way we do it in the, the positive manner and that we do everything is also the reason why UK Health Radio has never been censored. Not once. Wow. We've, These we've past had, two years, no, no issues? No censorship. They haven't taken us off. They haven't. The only thing we did get um, was a, a language warning. Okay. <laughs> Because we had one show and one of the co-presenters was really, he was fired up. And we did. So we know that people were listening. The, um, the re regulatory boards are listening. Okay. Um, so we did get a rap on the finger for that, on the, on the knuckles for that. But, but I, I honestly believe is, is the way we do it is the reason why we haven't been, uh, we haven't been censored at all. Johan, we're talking about from reset to renewal. Um, we, yeah. we started off talking about the Great Reset uh, over the past couple of years. Um, have you noticed a difference with UK Health Radio over the past couple of years? Did this reset, uh, did it, how did it impact UK Health Radio? Tremendously. We, we went from just under 500,000 listeners to 1.25 million in two years. Wow. In the last wow. two years. Wow. Um, I think this whole pandemic um, has brought, has made health mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a res resentment against it because I think people have just had too much of it. But it's never going to go away completely. I think health has always been a niche area, always has been. And, and the pandemic has definitely helped people become part of their process of their health, become part of the process of their own health. They're definitely looking into things. They're definitely looking at, but even, even on a, um, I'm not going to um, palm it all off all onto COVID now either. Even um, with people I speak with, with that are going through cancer, that are dealing with cancer at the moment, I get asked questions that I only spoke about three, four, five years ago of um, If you do choose to do chemotherapy, then look for supplements that will not only support your immune system, but even, and through that, make the chemo work better. That kind of thing that I spoke about, um, as I said, four or five years ago, I'm being asked those questions now. What did you take to support your immune system while you were going, I didn't do chemo, but I did radiotherapy, that kind of stuff, you know? So, yeah. There's a huge shift in, in awareness about people's health in the, in worldwide. And it's, it's not only in the, in the United States or in the UK here by us. It's worldwide. In the UK here, um, I see it naturally because I'm here. But at the moment here in the UK, there's a huge movement. It's, it's amazing to watch. I relish every second. I just sit and, and enjoy it. I really do. You know, it's just, mm. it's, 
it's it's all going in the right direction. We've got a long way to go, but it's it's made a turn in the right direction because it was literally going in the opposite direction for a very. So there, long there's a huge gift right there. Uh, Steve and I had started this whole series off by saying, you know, uh, the the Great Reset. What a gift! Yeah. And what I'm hearing here is that. Um, in real terms, in real numbers, in the real world, if you will, okay, uh, uh, there is a reset happening, or there's an opportunity for reset. Another another word for reset is change. Really, it's it's and change, um, uh, you know, is constant. I mean, it's it's a fact of life and living. Uh, you know, so so I don't know why it gets us so freaked out uh, the whole idea of anything changing but we have a great reset and the direction that that reset goes uh, can be determined by your attitude and your understanding that you can take this opportunity to ride the wave of reset and if you go from the inside out you're going to create an alignment to put yourself in the driver's seat right that's the accountability, what I'm hearing from you is it's wonderful to see that people are beginning to shift away from the model of blame, yeah. right? Or what was that yeah, doctor? Was, right, that, 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 you know, that, or it was that that GMO that did it to me, or uh, my mother didn't it, it tell me, and now, I, you know, if I'd known, or whatever, right? There's always something or someone to point the finger at and replace that with accountability. And once we take accountability, I always say, it's like you're letting yourself out of the cage. I look at blame as something where uh, we're actually opening, you know, that we're moving into a cage um, and, and or prison cell. Okay. Me. Whereas as soon as I choose accountability, the door opens to solutions. Absolutely. And I feel that you took accountability. Some, some part of you, your inner guru uh, managed to get your attention and say, hello, right? Hello, I am here. And, we have a choice yeah. and uh, you listened and yes, it's not an, it's not an easy journey, but it's a necessary one. And it sounds to me, if I was to look at this is that somewhere in there in this, maybe part one, part two of, of this whole diagnostic journey you were on, I think you made what I call and Steve calls the decision. Hmm. And then somehow, sometimes from the inside, when I find, you know, you make that decision then the word sacrifice doesn't even come up. Yeah. It's a, it, the reframe happens in such a way that, you know, everything reprograms, if you will, and hopefully to a healthier program. I just, I just love this though. I, I, I can't imagine people not being inspired by someone here who is told, get your affairs in order. You can leave your family behind. You will leave everything that mattered to you behind your career, your body, everything is going to get left behind. And here's your checkout date, yeah. right? 12 months, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were given a checkout date and you're like, uh, wait a minute, okay? And so I just, I really hope that people will, whatever they're dealing with in life, doesn't have to be the big C. It can be, it can literally be anything, right? Yeah. The idea is that we're being given an opportunity to reset. Sometimes it's a, a real big kick in the pants opportunity, right? It's a matter of degree, uh, but it didn't take you a week to get there. You took many years to get there too. So, Absolutely. so you, right? And 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 so, and then can we look at that opportunity as here's an opportunity to reset? And rather running the fear program, yes, some healthy fear is good. 
listen to that episode. However, if I can choose to come at it from a place of a foundation of, as Steve always says, the minute you can um, have love and gratitude for any situation, that's when you will be free, truly free. So if we can start to say, wow, at least be open, even willing to consider the idea that can I be grateful for this, right? Even the willingness, we've got to find some place because that's the opening. And out of that, look how much blossom. Look look at how many lives and hearts and minds yeah. that your journey has ended up. It's like It's like a seed goes in with the hope that it's going to, the tree will grow. And then out of that, despite adversity and storms and earthquakes, that it's going to find a way. And then it's, you know, like a mango tree. I love mangoes, right? <laughs> so that, that it's going to, right? <laughs> I think you and I are going to have a lot of uh, things in common here because uh, I was going to comment on when you said a radio is so intimate. Since I was in my teens, I've always had that, that desire to be an evening, a late night radio person who just has intimate unscripted conversations with people because there's yeah. this kind of a deep intimacy about that and when I'm on stage in the good old days when we were speaking to real people in the audience mm -hmm. the biggest compliment I ever receive is when somebody comes up and says hey Tarun that was just for me today right like yeah. like and I said of course all the others were actors there to make it feel like but it was <laughs> it was about you and for you and that's the biggest compliment yeah right but here I, I see this through, huge renewal. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think through and also what we're witnessing here, you know, when we spoke about uh, individual but not separate, you know, and mm. you may have thought, you know, at the time, Johan, that this was a, an individual uh, journey you were going on, you know, when you were to be able to turn your feelings of victimhood into empowerment and self-mastery uh, and turn disease into health and wellness. Um, but again, you know, we think it's a, an individual journey, but you've now got 1.2 million listeners who mm. have gone on that journey with you and are continuing to go on that journey with you. And so, you know, kudos to you for, you know, the, the impact that you've had around the globe uh, from sharing your journey. Uh, thank you for that, you know, really. Right. Absolutely. It's just, it's just it's just so wonderful to be able to do it, Steve. It's um, it's it's invigorating. It it, mm -hmm. it fills me with. I jump out of bed at four o'clock in the mornings. Wow! <laughs> to to start my day, it really I I I, I know how it sounds, but it's, it's literally how my life at the moment. It's it's just so it's fantastic. It's invigorating and it's. And it is really, really fulfilling, and I'm really grateful for it because it, it is why I'm here. It yeah. is that yeah. second important day in my life, you know. And it's and yeah. and it hasn't changed. And I love being a fashion photographer. It was it was wonderful. I mean, who wouldn't? Twenty five years old, the most beautiful girls in the world, the most beautiful <laughs> places in the world. You know what I mean? But no, it, not for it me. Doesn't, it doesn't. Get... <laughs> yeah, Steve cannot relate at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't but... come close to to what I have at the moment. So, so. Okay, now I have to do this. This is totally off topic, but I have to ask it because I both Steve and I are into photography, and we do our version of 
I would want to say brilliant photography, uh, but that's, you know, it's always in the eye of the beholder, correct? So I just yeah. have to ask the question here, Johan, I'm sure our audience is going to be so mad at me. Um, but, you know, when we meet each other in camera clubs or other places, and we're always eyeballing the other photographer, and you know what we look at? You know, we, the equipment. We, we look at their junk, right? I mean, now let me clarify that, okay? No, just stay calm. And the question is always Canon or Nikon? Yeah. <laughs> so I got to know. Well, I mean, Johan, Canon or Nikon? <laughs> you, you're going to be very surprised at this answer. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, as long as when I press the button, it does what I want it to do. Oh, my that, that's not fair because we've I've, drawn lines and we've been <laughs> we've been battling the us and them and Canon versus Nikon for yeah. for as long as I can remember and me being a Canon guy, of course, right? Yeah. And then can you believe the number of Canon guys who then betrayed we uh, the Canon people <laughs> and and went to Sony? I mean, yeah. what is this world coming? Okay, okay, I know Steve is giving me that look like Tarun. This is a whole other episode, you know. But I <laughs> I just I couldn't. I, I couldn't well, keep it in anymore. That's a therapy session for you. Yeah. Oh, I, I suppose I'm <laughs> going to need a little bit of tapping on this, Steve, and 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 yeah. uh, my story because I mean I'm very loyal, and you know I stuck with the Canon ranks. The next thing I look at my friend, I go, "What's that? That doesn't look like a Canon I've seen." They go, "Oh no, I've gone to Sony," and I just felt so betrayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so I guess we have little battles in our lives too, right? It doesn't always have to be the huge ones. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I don't know why. It, it never it never mattered to me as long as it could it could do what I wanted it to do, I was happy. Okay. So I guess I have a little bit of learning to do here in integration. I think that's a very wise, as a very spiritual uh, you know, don't and get caught. On that yeah, on that very note there is talking, Johan, I think that's it's very important for people to look at that as well in terms of whatever approach they choose to take on their quest for, for health and well-being. Because so many people that come from a divided camp is either yes. or, you know? And so I think what you're saying is whatever one works for you. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Steve. And very important for the people around that person is not to force their beliefs and their fears and whatever else you want to call it onto the person who's going through it. Support him in his way by, by all, as I mentioned before, if somebody does choose to do, um, let's use cancer as an example, does choose to use uh, to do um, either radiotherapy or chemo, then support them with it. Because if they believe in it, they're three steps ahead of you already. That's right. That right. belief. And then look for things, the integrative thing. That, you know, I don't think people, people see how important integrative um, medicine is. I, I always say to people, when you open your closet, is there only one make of clothes in your closet? And they go, no, of course not. I wear what fits me. And I go, so why do you do it with your health? Beautiful. Why do you follow one stupid little path when there are millions that you could follow? You know, so um, yeah. then support that person who's who's in the midst of it. Support him in his or her belief, 
but bring in your belief as integrative, as things that can help, like supplements that can improve your immune system, that will then in, make the chemotherapy work quicker, et cetera, et cetera. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it, it's so, so, so important. The belief part of that is so important. And if, if somebody is, as I mentioned before, if he believes or she believes, they are three, four steps ahead of everybody around them in the first place already. So what you're talking really about is the, the in compassion, that when we have compassion, there's no room for judgment. Yeah, absolutely. We just replace, when we have compassion, we can replace judgment with support. Yeah. And even that being the, to me, I always consider myself not my support, but higher power support that comes through me. Definitely. Right? Because it's confusing if, it, if, if you keep on getting other information in between and it, it confuses you. And, it, and if you are going through something like that, believe me, you are easily confused. Yes. I was, I was confused multiple times, you know, um, and you are vulnerable. Yeah, so instead of, instead of almost taking advantage of that vulnerability, whether you're doing it purposefully or not, that's basically what you are doing. You're taking advantage of somebody's vulnerability. Instead of doing that, support, as you said, Tyrone, yes. um, so beautifully support and love is what brings you further down the road. Well, I think after that last line, Steve, we better just be quiet because what else do we need to, after all of this 70 minutes that we've been together, if that's the only thing that people hear, you yeah. know, with support and love, right? I mean, then I think we've um, we've had a great uh, session today because uh, at the end of the day, people can take one thing that they heard and run with it for themselves. I, I, I'm, I'm delighted. Uh, and support and love, uh, compassion, kindness. Um, they can be in short supply if we play the us and them game. So let's together just invite um, all our friends out there to consider for a minute, you know, how they can connect to those qualities within themselves and, and also be open to them. And I think we're going to have a happier and healthier world. And on that note, um, Johan, boy, I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you again because this is just getting more interesting. So, uh, but for now, I, uh, I think it would be appropriate to wrap up uh, uh, and thank you so much, so much for being um, sort of the, 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 uh, the crowning part of this series, uh, the, the, the gift of renewal, getting past the past. Because as I speak to you and I get to know you, I don't see you as someone who's using the past as a weapon. I don't see you being identified, self-identifying as a victim. I hear you as someone who had to survive. And so for a phase there, you were a survivor, which is appropriate, but you didn't get stuck in that mindset. Instead, you went from survivor to thriver. And yeah. Let us get that message out there that just when something happens to you, it doesn't define you. It doesn't become who you are. Uh, it's part of an experience, a program, and an opportunity to learn and grow. And that uh, as you move through that, uh, you can grow and thrive in so many ways as you have. So thank you for that super powerful message today. Very, very appreciate it. 
Thank, thank you, Johannes. Arun and Steve, thank Bye. you so much. It's been it's been invigorating for me to likewise. speak with you both. Um, likewise. Thank you so much. Yeah. Likewise, thank and you. we always like to say, may peace be with you or Om Shanti. Shanti. Until we meet again, friends. Bye for now. We trust you found practical value in this podcast and will enthusiastically share it with others in your circle. And if you are so moved, leave us a review or write a post on social tagging hashtag Chai Chat Podcast and we will show our appreciation. Promise. Tarun Puri and Steve Harvey welcome you to join us for a Chai Chat at all of our live events and more. Connect with us with your questions, topic suggestions, and reviews at info at chaichatpodcast.com.